our Seraphim. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Generation Space podcast. Today, I'm excited to welcome Nobu. Nobu is the founder and CEO of Astroscale. Astroscale is the first private company with a vision for the safe and sustainable development of space for the benefit of future generations. Astroscale is solely dedicated to on-orbit servicing across all orbits. Today, you'll be finding out all about Astroscale and its founder, what the future holds for the company, and why it's so important to have a solution for space junk. Hi, Nobu. Hello, very nice to meet you. Thanks for joining me today. And also pleased to welcome Andre. Andre's principal at Seraphim, um, and he's on the investment team, and he's an expert space tech investor. Hi, Andre. Thanks for coming back. Hi, Leah. Hi, Nobu. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming on again. Thank you. Let's get straight to it. Nobu, tell us about your background and how you got into space. Uh, thank you, Leah. And thank you for the kind introduction. And then again, I'm the founder and CEO of Astroscale. This is my third entrepreneurial company. And I believe this mission, Astroscale, is my lifetime job. Uh, when I was turning to 40 year old, I got a midlife crisis. I lost confidence all of a sudden and was wondering what should I do during my 40s and 50s. And I recalled when I was 15 year old, I joined space camp in America and I got the Task Force for Space. I had a long winding way, but I realized, oh, it, it's time to join the space industry. So that was when I started Astroscale 10 years ago. Wow, thank you. Amazing to get into it so, so young. And um, what was the history of Astroscale and, and how, how did the actual company begin? 10 years ago, I realized space debris already made the space environment unsustainable and no one had a solution for the problem. So I started Astroscale because removing space debris was not only a business opportunity, but also an environmental necessity. At the beginning, not many people supported our mission. I got so many no's like, hey Nobu, who pays money for the space debris removal? Hey Nobu, there's no proven technologies in the world. Even NASA hasn't uh, developed it yet. But uh, when I heard there is no market, do you think this is a bad news or good news? I felt it's a good news. Before starting Astroscale, I was running IT company in Asia. And I was always surrounded by 40 or 50 competitors. And there was a market, but every competitor was chasing after the piece of pie. And if there's no market, this means there is no competitor. So I started Astroscale with kind of an exciting motion, and then I, I, I saw the huge opportunity there. You've given us a little overview of Astroscale, but what about the mission? You've mentioned sustainability, but where's the, the long mission lie? Before talking about our mission, let me briefly talk about the space debris issue. The world started space development 70 years ago, 70 years ago, and since then, we threw rockets and satellites into the orbit, which is surrounding the Earth. And the number of garbage objects in space increased a lot. And they started having near-misses with satellites and also started colliding to each other. And once collision happens, the small debris will be generated and even a small particle of debris can hit other satellites and cause another breakups in space. 
So this kind of a, a problem is actually happening in space. So space is not sustainable. So our mission is to make space safe and sustainable by providing on-orbit servicing. I think this is a kind of new word for, for you. So in space sector, there are multiple sub-segments, developing uh, rockets or developing satellites or uh, developing satellite, kind of satellite data application services, and there are more. But uh, on-orbit servicing is a new market, including space debris removal, the cleaning up the space debris, or life extension. So we can provide fuel to the other satellite to extend their lives. Or eventually we can repair and recycle the satellites in space. So we are developing all the technologies required for developing circular economy in space. So that's our mission. And I started this company with just one person by myself. Now we have more than 400 people in five countries. Amazing. It's brilliant to hear someone so passionate about securing space sustainability. I think what you're mentioning about the different sectors, that's something that we map in our ecosystem, Andre, isn't it? And our ecosystem map. So if anyone's interested in finding out a little bit more about that, that's something, a piece of content that we release every year. Nobu, can you give us um, a bit of a, you just mentioned how large it is, but a little bit more of an understanding of the scale of your organization today. Where are your offices? I know you're obviously perhaps Japan, but whereabouts globally um, are you at the moment? We are headquartered in Japan. We have uh, offices in Japan, UK, America, Israel, and Singapore. We are quite diversified. Each location, we have a facility to develop some technologies and also a sales office. And also each office has a close relationship with the government to push the space policy to be more sustainable and uh, uh, developing a more uh, stricter regulations. What, why is what AstroScale is doing so important? You did mention slightly earlier, but how does it help support the new, the new space economy? Multiple investment bank reports uh, predict that space economy is growing at a faster rate than before. And currently, uh, the market size is around $400 billion per year. But this is expected to grow to a more than $1 trillion market by 2040 or earlier. What we want to expect in the space industry is more and more new players enter this market. More players means more new countries or new commercial companies enter this market. And uh, develop a self-sustaining economy, and they all have free access to space. By these, we can have a healthier uh, competition, and that will generate cost reductions, which will benefit to the, uh, the global economy on Earth. And more and more private and public investment comes enter this market. So we want to see this kind of good cycle of the space economy. But to do that, we need proper governance and space, uh, we have to secure space sustainability. Actually, what happens right now is that due to the increasing number of debris, the risk is increasing, return is decreasing. So AstroScale are flipping this. So by providing space debris removal, 
life extension or inspection and repair servicing, we will reduce the risk and increase the return for the uh, satellite operators. That's why kind of a self-sustaining space economy can be there provided that Astroscale is there. That's why uh, we are very important. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for explaining that. Andre, what makes Astroscale stand out from an investor perspective? What made them the, the one that you wanted to back? Um, as all our listeners know, we're huge believers in the space economy here at Seraphim. And we see it as a multi-decade opportunity. And we envision permanent structures and semi-permanent structures in space. For this to become reality, several technologies need to exist. And I'm thinking around guided navigation control systems. I'm thinking about rendezvous and proximity operations. And I'm thinking about docking abilities. So the ability to attach and manipulate things in space. All of this needs to happen. It needs to exist at a reasonable cost and be available. And what we like about Astroscale is that the businesses work on all of these things. None of them are trivial, but if and when they happen, they will unlock this massive opportunity. The other thing I want to mention is it's a true sustainable sustainability business. That's the cherry on the kink. Thank you. Exciting stuff. I don't know if maybe you want to talk a little bit about the, the cosmic missions. I know that I've just been reading about that. That fascinated me. It's been all over the news. As I said, the space environment is getting worse. A good news is governments are taking notice and started taking actions. And one of the actions are to remove their own debris and at each country. So this is called active debris removal. And this program did not exist three, four years ago, but now these programs are there in Japan, UK, EU, and the US is about to start. So Cosmic Project in the, in the UK government support the commercial company to remove their own debris. I mean, the own debris means debris which is owned by UK government. So there was a bidding process, and then uh, we are down selected. So this is one of the most exciting projects we are working on. Fantastic, really exciting stuff. Andre, I'll go back to you. Can you expand a little bit more on about the market size? Sure. Look, I mean, the overall market, I would describe it as in-orbit or on-orbit servicing. That's a multi-billion dollar opportunity today that's growing quite quickly. I think now we need to break it down and what services are being offered or are in the process of being offered today. And um, talking about Astroscale, there's end-of-life services in Leo for big constellations. OneWeb, for example, is a customer. And the driver there are operational realities. These constellations are sending up so many satellites that dead satellites or malfunctioning satellites are and, and will be an issue. Another driver, there's regulation. Uh, we've seen... Uh, the FCC reducing the um, end of life term from a generally accepted 25 years to now five years, which might not be enough in the long term, but it's a it's a massive step in the right direction. The other business or, or business line, other service Master Scouts involved with is, is Lexi Life Extension. So if you think about very large, very expensive geo satellites that can cost hundreds of millions even billions for some government and defense satellites. 
they're very expensive. And so extending their lives is a, is a returns matter, right? If you can operate your, your asset for longer in space for, for a reasonable cost, you'll drive a lot of return. And then lastly, uh, about, I guess, the near-term market, we'll talk about its space situation of awareness. So any operator really these days is looking for more data, for better data to operate their assets in space. Leo is becoming exceptionally busy, but you'll also see interest from governments on the commercial and the defense side for geo. And those are all drivers for the markets. And we think that in the, you know, in the medium term, you have contracts from, from government agencies, again, both on the civil and the defense side that are driving this demand, and that will then switch to commercial providers in the medium term. And you know, we're talking about contracts that are worth tens of millions, potentially 100 million plus. Absolutely huge and re- really, really exciting. And what about competitors? Who are the potential, if, if any, competitors to, to AstroScale? And, and then maybe to note, uh, maybe we can tell us um, how he's going to win. Yeah, that's a good question. Not many companies were there until several years ago. But uh, and then as Andre mentioned, we are at the cusp of the booming orbit subsea market. Now people see there's a market opportunity here. I know there are, are more than 30 competitors right now. Talking about how we win the game, uh, we are far ahead of others. Maybe four to five years ahead of others. We identified issue early on and we have moved a technology business and the policy forward. And we already proved the rendezvous and the docking technology in space. This is a world first debris removal demonstration satellite. We launched two years ago and we proved the technologies uh, last year. And we already did it for the first time. And from this year, we are going to launch more missions almost every year for on-orbit servicing. And by the end of 2026, I think we will be complete. We will have completed around four to five missions by then. There's no other company who can keep up with this speed. It's great to hear. Thank you. What are Astroscale's biggest achievements, Nobu? What What are you most proud of? Uh, I, I'm very proud of the team. So to develop great and complex technology, develop a complex technology and develop a great service, we need great talents. And I'm proud of the team uh, because we all gathered for purpose. And again, we have more than 400 diverse people globally, 70% are engineers, and more than one third are women. And uh, uh, more than, I think, uh, was tw- around 27 countries and nationalities we have. By having this diverse uh, team, you know, we are, we've been able to develop, uh, you know, the most advanced technologies in the world. It's not easy path. And we, I'm always telling the team, we will have a buffy path and, but it should be exciting path. And, uh, you know, without a great team, we cannot do anything. I'm sure they'll be pleased to hear that. That's brilliant. Thank you. How do you define success for yourself and for AstroScale? We are making success inch by inch, day by day. But uh, the true success is the day when we make on-orbit servicing just a routine work. So on-orbit servicing should be the core infrastructure in space by developing circular economy. 
So let me, let me give you an analogy. To look at the highway on the ground, when the number of cars increased, we saw more jams, more accidents, and more cars run out of fuel. But we never asked drivers to stop driving. Instead, we brought better traffic rules and traffic monitoring system, and we had a road service. So if there's a defunct car, malfunction car, we tow them away. A road service will tow them away. We need to adopt the same kind of system in space. So the, we have to keep the operational environment of a satellite, which is orbit. It orbit is a kind of a highway for the satellites. And by having the road service, the astroscale would like to become road service in space. And this should become routine work. And I aim to make this happen by 2030, just seven years to go. Brilliant. Not too much to do then. I mean, that sounds exciting. It really makes it really clear and really brings a story to life. I love that analogy. Um, thank you. Uh, what about milestones? What's coming up next? One of the high, uh, kind of uh, milestones which we highlight is uh, we are going to launch inspection mission uh, this year. It's, you know, our satellite will get closer to that huge object, uh, rocket upper stage, which is three ton, 10 meter, like a double decker bus size debris. We should remove them, should remove them. These are environmentally critical objects in space. So before removing them, our satellites will get closer to the debris, large debris, massive debris, and uh, see the kind of current status and also identify the rotation rate. And it is a very, very exciting mission. So this will happen soon. Very exciting. Thank you. When do you expect to break even? When do you think Astroscale will get into profit? In a few years, we have been spending a lot of money for R&D, and also we are investing a lot to expanding our facility to meet the growing demand. So over the last six months, we renewed, expanded the facility in UK, Israel, and America, and going to launch a new facility in Japan soon. So by having these kind of a why uh, kind of more capacity uh, we can meet the demand over the next maybe at least three years but uh, we need to have a more capacity to meet the growing demand what advice if, if any do you have for other budding entrepreneurs who perhaps come from like, your background in it or is, is there anything that anyone you might want to tell some of the listeners i talk a lot with entrepreneurs in the world and uh, for those who devote themselves in space industry it takes time it takes more time than other industry. So be crystal clear on the mission and stay on the path. So this is very important. And, and Andre, what about um, any budding entrepreneurs who might be listening to this and looking for investment? Uh, investment, right. You might have heard this one before, but uh, I believe it is critical and that is fall in love with the problem, not the solution especially if you're a space entrepreneur or a deep tech entrepreneur. I think there's a lot of truth in this because if you solve the problem, it will be valuable for someone. And so you're making someone else happy and you make yourself happy and you'll have a functioning business. How big that business is depends on what problem you're solving. Investment is very important. Uh, Astroscale, we have raised $376 million so far, 
you know, sees A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, seven uh, rounds. And uh, we recently closed the series G round uh, in February in 2023, this year. And so every one and one and a half year, we talk with, uh, we have talked with the investors a lot and, and by showing the, the progress, we've been spending a lot of time of investment and communication with investors. And this is a kind of a must to do to work in space industry. So let's say my time for talking with invest existing shareholders and the potential investors are around 30 to 40%. It's significant, but it is so important to communicate and develop a good relationship with them. So I just kind of one uh, kind of uh, two cents. Last question uh, for Nobu. How can listeners help support Astroscale on, on, on their mission? It's a very good question. So please pay attention and have interest in the accessibility issue. Look, look at the global warming. And now general public are aware of this issue and they're talking about global warming day by day. That's why these momentum are pushing all the stakeholders to address this issue. The government, NPL, international organizations, and the companies, and even individuals. So our daily lives are totally dependent on satellite technologies from uh, weather forecasting, uh, communication, or traffic control, uh, logistics, and national security, and even agriculture, fishing, and internet, financial market, these are all using satellite data day by day. So, you know, we cannot make space environment unsustainable. So please pay attention, have interest in the space accessibility issue. That really helps us to push the government and to have a better policy and governance. Great point to end on there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me, Nobu and, and Andre. It's fascinating to hear someone so passionate about securing space sustainability for the future. Thanks, guys. We are Seraphim.